Card presents Back Issue Bloodpath with your hosts, Andrew Young and Petula Neal. Well, maybe you could get you a princess, get you a guard from the Well of Souls, or get you a queen, or find a girl who can do all three. Welcome to Back Issue Bloodbath. I'm Petula Neal. I'm Andrew Young. And this week we are talking about Nubia, specifically Nubia, Queen of the Amazons, the miniseries that came out in 2022, and the Nubia and the Justice League special, which also came out at the end of 2022. Both series written by Stephanie Williams with a story in the Justice League special written by Becky Cloonan and Michael Conrad, with art featured by Carrie Randolph, Emilio Lopez, Travis Moore, and Alejandro Sanchez. It seems like Nubia's finally getting her due, you know? A character who's created, what, in the 80s? Maybe even earlier than that? Finally, in the past couple of years, is finally getting attention and getting some eyes on the character, which is great. And, you know, Nubia's given a, a lot more to do these days, as you mentioned, protector of the Well of Souls, now queen of the Amazons. You were an avid reader, picked up every issue, didn't you, Petula? Listen, by by the time this one really got rolling, my keeper at Planet X down the street, she was just anything Nubia, she was putting it in my box for me because she knew she knew what was up. Yeah, she yeah. knew what time it was. And it was Nubia time. Anything <laughs> with Nubia, I was very interested in. With one this- of the other artists, though, I just want to mention for the variant covers. Normally we don't go that deep, but um Josh Swaby, his variant covers, including one of the shiny armor covers. They're just delicious. They're amazing. Yeah, I believe yeah. the shiny armor cover was the one used for the hardcover collection, I think. Yeah. yeah, yeah, the Sway Art shiny armor one. I mean, all of the variant covers, like everybody is just really enjoying themselves with Nubia, for sure. But I would say the shiny armor, like hands on hips in the superhero pose, that's the one. That is literally the one that is, I would say, probably getting even more people to pick this up than normally would. And it's a great book. So congratulations to everyone involved. Yeah. And so beautiful, beautiful piece of work. Of course, the, you know, the first series that came out in 2021, uh, Newbie and the Amazons, it was a reintroduction of the character, reintroduction of her place in Themyscira. And now, because of events that have happened throughout the comics and in Wonder Woman, she's now the queen of the Amazons. Hippolyta has shooken off this mortal coil, which although it was kind of funny because I think in my head it's like, aren't they supposed to be immortal? But I guess even even gods and goddesses can die as well. And so now Nubia is the head of Themyscira, and she wants to make her presence known in man's world. And so with the help of a floating island, she is on basically a like a mission of peace going to various parts of the world to re-tie Themyscira to man's world and show an allegiance to stop things that she's against, like deforestation. And uh, it starts out, of course, with them announcing this goodwill tour at the Hall of Justice. The, those first few pages, it's like, we're going to quickly try to introduce all the people that are going to be on this trip with Nubia. And for the most part, it's good, but there's one that I'm like, <laughs> they're sitting there, Black Canary and Green Arrow, 
or sitting there with Baya, and the big lines that they have, like, pass the salt and things like that. <laughs> I, like, I felt like they, Stephanie was told, work the Justice League in here. And Stephanie was like, okay, here. Can, there we go. They're done. They passed the salt. Let's get to the real story. Here's the thing. In terms of prep for both sides, I feel like the Justice League at this point, it's just like, oh, here's another person. It's sort of like when you're on a reality show, Bachelor in Paradise. There we go. And then you know I'm an avid watcher cool. of Bachelor in Paradise. Yeah. But people are prepared, but it's still like, okay, so we've been here for two episodes now, whatever that is in real world time. Everybody's sort of coupled up. They've sort of figured stuff out. And then they bring in new people. And everybody's like, ugh, this whole routine again. And we have to like jockey for position. And then they always bring in at least one of the new people. They bring in as somebody that they know for sure one of the existing people might be into or somebody will have to like compete with them for attention. And it always feels like that when anyone new comes into Justice League or any of these sort of teams. It's like there's always the at least a couple people that are super happy to see them. And then there's some people that are like mid. But in the, the individual Justice League issue, it's like they overcorrected. It's like everyone's like so Ooh, happy yeah. this year. But in yeah. in this book, it's like it's a little all over the place. Also, I just feel like in terms of general prep, similar to the character played by Maya Rudolph in The Good Place as the judge when she goes down to check out Earth for a while. She came back quite surprised. She's like, they really don't like black people down there, do they? It's like, <laughs> someone should have worn our good sis noobs then. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she might ought to watch out for the popo. Oh my God. But, uh, <laughs> yeah. But like the whole, those whole, all those scenes were meant, of course, really just to introduce all the characters that are going to be in this series, but also to get to the scene where Hawk Girl basically offers her services to Nubia to be like, I'll be your earth liaison. Let me come Finally. along. Yeah. yeah. Let me come along with you on this trip. And Nubia's late, like, but appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Nubia's like, okay, fine. Yes. Yeah, so I've already good. met the police, but <laughs> thanks. <laughs> Hot girl was just waiting for all the right forms to be filled out so that she could say, Hey, I'll do this. That's basically. It. Yeah. I mean, the intro, she does arrive with a full squad, which I love this because so many times we're like, Diana comes from a whole ass island of Amazons and she's just always rolling like solar with the Trinity. I love that like her, like, let me reintroduce ourselves as Amazons. They like fully squad up Mm. at the podium and like, here's all of us. And then she comes through. It's good PR stuff. After she has a little stumble, they do like a good kind of overcorrection for the initial PR intro, understanding, okay, everything's not going to be too like super smooth. I wish we'd had a little bit more of the Dormelage looking lady, but it's mm-hmm. cool because, you know, we do get the Esquisita, you know, the yard floor or whatever. Like, so they're constantly there. Mm. So it, it makes more sense. It's like if you have a whole island of like super ladies, and they're like in and out of the streets. They should be ready to be deployed. So you don't have that question that we always have in comic books of like, why didn't X call Y? Like they always roll together. This mm-hmm. does like just acknowledge this is a sisterhood. It's a whole island or series of, you know, collections of queendoms, tribes, whatever, of ladies who like their whole thing is squatting up together. 
So why was Diana always rolling solo? Like, I love that they're all just like there and they pop up throughout the whole book. This mm. makes sense. And it also makes sense that it's Stephanie writing it because, as we know, as I fell in love with her and spread the love, praising with you and Mr. Green, Living Heroes, it's all about like girls in an apartment together. Yeah. Like, yeah, I love this for them. Of course, their first stop is uh, South America to lead an anti- deforestation rally trying to stop what the government is doing there but of course things don't go well in fact a person like an outside type agent who has beef with nubia who has a past with nubia a past that nubia doesn't even remember and is slowly remembering it through dreams so she obviously when she shows up she has the advantage. She has the drop on Nubia because Nubia doesn't know who the hell she is. It's real and struggle bus. It's giving black ladies at work. Because also, <laughs> she's immediately blamed for a mudslide. First of all, attack. Second, you know what would have helped the mud not slide? More trees, which yeah. is what she was warning you all about. Exactly, exactly. It wouldn't have been so easy to kick off a mudslide if the deforestation wasn't already in progress. Well, yeah, but the crazy thing is, is that the attacker is someone that she knew before her time going to Themyscira, before she went through the gate, uh, her previous life, uh, her first life. She could have been a princess, but she decided to be a warrior. She decided to be a general for her country. And in war, she died, and she let this little girl down. She was her hero. So now she has made a, a pact with... Uh, an Egyptian god to get the two parts of talisman to put together to then gain this goddess's power. And uh, Nubia has the first half of the talisman because she's always had it, but she didn't remember why. And now she does. And so now it becomes like a whole fight to get the amulet, put the two pieces together. And then it kind of ends up being a showdown on the original temple of this Egyptian god in a fight for this power. So Nubia's got the, the deal of having to deal with this young woman and beat her in a physical fight, but also is dealing with a lot of the the memories and everything. So she's having a mental fight with herself, trying to reclaim her previous self and make amends with it as well. What I love what they do with the art in this sort of flashback dream sequences via baptism, they soften her look as a lot as well. So... Mm. Her modern day stuff, it's full on armor, ready to be political, whatever. But the flashback stuff, she's still, you know, stabby, stabby, fighty, fighty. But it's a smoother kind of line situation. There's a lot of pinks, even her makeup and styling in her mental flashbacks. It's Barbie core, but make it Nubia. Very <laughs> Okaram. The movie hasn't even come out yet. So this is, it's giving timeless, but it's also very right now. I love that. And it's giving more of a, and I don't want to kind of gender body or colors to makeup or whatever, but it's definitely softer than the look she has when she's in modern day fight mode. Mm. And I like that they're showing all of these different sides, like her with her lady. It's like always a little bit more like, let's have a cuddle. Yeah. And yeah, like, and then her with the girls, like by the baptismal pool of remembering, very toga, very drapey, very whatever, the mascara, but athleisure. 
she's giving so many looks in this. It's a real treat for the eyes is what I'm saying. Yeah. 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 No, definitely. And uh, yeah, in that past, it's uh, kind of interesting because she had a suitor back in the day in her previous past. But of course, she just always saw him as a good friend. She did not really have any romantic interest in him. But his goal, which in the flashback looks very much of like a, hey, I have a thing for you is later revealed that, no, once you were out of the picture, she, he killed your parents and took the throne. <laughs> so he's a piece of shit. But don't worry, because I want to get the the talisman of this uh, Egyptian god. I killed him for you and for me and for everybody. So he's out of the way. Now you just have to deal with me. And I thought that was kind of interesting that it's sort of like presenting a problem, but then showing the solution all at the same time. There. It's like, this guy was a piece of shit, but don't worry, he's gone. I took care of him. Yeah. Yeah. But I just want to let you know he was a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, we know she's going to be, she is queen of the Amazon. So they do go a little hard in the paint of why are men, but yeah. I'm mad at it. I don't know how you feel. No, no, I'm but, not mad at it either. Cause well, yeah. that guy, like it was interesting for me because the way that the scenes were written is like, Oh, this guy seems to be really into her. But then to have the reveal that, Oh no, no, he didn't care about you. He cared about the power you had. And I was like, okay, that's cool. And that kind of added an interesting little layer that didn't slow the story down. Some writers would have focused on that and then like really fleshed it out. But she was kind of like, no, no, I'm just going to point it out to you and then I'm going to keep moving. And I thought that worked. I thought it worked. Also, and now it's just occurring to me. It's almost like the art and the way she's drawn when she's on Themyscira around the other women and not in man's world. She looks softer because not just that's how she feels, but that's how she's perceived. And then when she's a man's world, they did give her harder edges. Like the cheekbones are a little more, the shoulders are a little more. It's almost like she's not an angry, aggressive black woman, but that's how she is more perceived, perceived because of yeah. her power and whatever, especially in the panels with the popo and the very, I'm going to say, John Jones giving his best Stephen A. Smith. Like, he's like, well, I'm a cop too, so I can like erase her memories, but I can't really fix like oppression. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hey, you know, you win some, you lose some. You know? What are you gonna do? What are you what gonna, are you gonna, gonna do? do? Really? I do like that Philippa also like says, don't worry about the handmaidens, I'll do your hair similar to my you need a good auntie to do that hair just like how luke brings <laughs> jessica's daughter over to misty for babysitting like yeah i know we have a lot of handmaidens but let me redo these braids yeah there you go there you go you mentioned that yara floor gets an appearance in this it there was a good cross section of like hey let's just kind of remind you of like the world outside of Themyscira that is connected to Themyscira. And I thought that was, that was pretty well done in this and everything coming down to this big fight. Cause again, we've heard the Greek gods and the, you know, the Roman gods for years to finally have an Egyptian God that is connected to black history about a black character that works. You know, it's like, it kind of opens things up and it's good for young black readers because it also connects them a bit to their heritage. The difference between now and 10 years ago when it came to black characters being written in comics, those finer details were kind of left out and now they're being put in, which is what making them more authentic, but also for young black readers to, you know, get a little piece of their own heritage 
in a new way. Cause you know, like learning stuff from comics, that's nothing new. So to get it here for young black readers as well is great. And for young white readers and young, all readers of color finding out about this stuff. Yeah. You have like tons of hot blondes still on them scary. You got a little <laughs> yeah, lady on lady yeah. stuff. You got, you get there. There's something for everyone folks. And, yeah. the, and that's the thing. Inclusion isn't all about, it's not about leaving people out. It's about bringing more people. Yeah. It's about like basically going, Hey, this is what these people are about. Yeah. Yeah. Overall though, uh, the artwork in the book now, uh, you've already mentioned the the past dream sequences and stuff like that. But uh, compared to like the first miniseries, did you feel that this had a similar uh, strength in its art style? I find this one almost more like lush. I feel like they're having more fun with her looks and her hair. They're definitely doing the most. There's a couple panels where it's like you don't even have enough room for everything she's doing in there it reminds me of an interview with the actress who played Melly on scandal who said it was like multiple wigs <laughs> that made up her big first lady hair yeah like it wasn't just one piece or like rupaul i think it's like at least four wigs in there when she's doing full like judging panel hair like that's how much hair newbie is giving i would love to see like a drag version of her drapey armor shiny boob little kim but make it amazon look because it is <laughs> It's so good. But yeah, the island, like the Themyscira, you're getting like like lush colors, vegetation. You're getting ladies with different looks, faces, body types. And then Man's World is just a little bit grimier, a little grittier, a little rougher. Like the only thing that's really pretty in Man's World is Hot Girl and the Amazons. So I like that juxtaposition because... Like you instantly know where you are as you're going through the pages. It is a strong follow up to Newbie and the Amazons. But now let's get into the Justice League special. Now, as you mentioned, the word overcorrecting in the, this part. So this, so first of all, I'm going to say that the backup story written by, uh, Stephanie Williams, uh, is great. It's a nice little story about Nubia. She's out there with the Justice League. She misses her lady, you know, really shows the softer side of Nubia. And it's great. The first story, and let me let me also start off by saying Becky Cloonan, I've read a bunch of stuff by her. I've enjoyed a bunch of stuff by her. Not too familiar with Michael Conrad, but the two of them wrote the Justice League like children. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they didn't sound real. Nubia sounded fine, because Nubia's just like, like, hey, I'm here. Hey, I'm gonna go do this, you know. But my God, Black Canary sounded like a like I pictured a girl with pigtails running around, hyper green arrows. So, so sounded thirsty. like a high school jock trying to like get it with the new girl. You know? It was like every sort of act one new cute girl comes to high school movie scene. Yeah. Like, let's give them the tour through the cafeteria. No, you don't want to hang out with those people. It's very that. The beats of the story of like the they go and they stop this in Gotham and then they go and they stop this in Metropolis and stuff. Those work fine. It's just the Justice League's dialogue is just like, you know what? You're going to get the story if you read it without the dialogue. So my suggestion, if you're going to read that story, don't read the dialogue. Just follow the pictures and read the story that way and then get to the backup story. And there you can start reading the words. Again, Becky Cloonan, I've read a bunch of stuff by her. I think she's great. Michael Conrad, I don't really know much about him. He could be fine. But they just... 
They didn't really capture the magic with their dialogue in this one. Yeah, I agree with you. Like Nubia was Nubia, but nobody else was acting like their character. They were all just, we're really happy to see you. And I feel like that was deliberate in a way. And like, I don't know if it's an overcorrection. I don't know if it's like when it was originally drafted or plotted out, it was at one of the many times something horrible had happened and they were feeling some sort of guilt. I don't know. It was strange. Yeah. But I also, in their defense, would say, I feel like anybody seeing Nubia roll up would just be like, oh, my God, you're the coolest <laughs> person ever. I just want to hang out with you. You're amazing. I know, but and she's like a little warmer been than... I know. Act like act, you've been there. <laughs> act like you've been somewhere before. But yeah, she's also a little more easy to approach than Diana. So where Diana often is sort of framed as being more kind of emotionally remote, definitely more emotionally remote than a Clark, almost more on par with like a Bruce, but mm-hmm. in different ways. I feel like Nubia just kind of like, and again, in so many ways where if you listen to very large black men or women in the workplace of color like talk about having to like be extra small to not come Mm. off aggressive like newbie is like very like hey guys (laughs) whatever unlike diana who's always kind of giving princess right right yeah so there's that too maybe they were just like oh i'm excited to meet an amazon that doesn't make me feel like slightly inferior Yeah, yeah yeah I'm just oh. glad no one asked to touch your hair. Yeah. 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 That would have been, that would have been a big no. Because, no. like, I mean, her hair is amazing. I want yeah. to touch If you're going to do that beat in a story, it has to be in a satirical story making fun of the person asking to touch yes. their hair. So. Yes. Yes. The only person that touches her hair in these two books is Philippa with consent to help her get her edges laid for yet another event. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I will say, as I said, the backup story by Stephen Williams with uh, art by Alejandro Sanchez, that's a, f- a nice little story, and it's a good little companion piece to the two miniseries, definitely. It kind of fits into that same realm. So if you're a fan of Nubia, or if you haven't had a chance yet to check out Nubia, Nubia Queen of the Amazons is uh, a fun ride with some great character work, and believable, authentic motivations behind it. Which again, when you're dealing with something where it's like people showing up on a floating island, when you have authentic arguments and motivations, that's impressive. You know, it's like, and it's really pretty. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the artwork's beautiful. And the Justice League, as I said, the backup stories, the artwork in the first story is good too. Just dialogue. Eh, I'm not mad at. I'm not mad at homegirl for putting that in my box phrasing. It, it's a good book. Like, <laughs> there you go. There I enjoyed go. it, but I love Nubia. So I'll read literally anything. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So check out both those books for some Nubia action. I believe, yeah, the Justice League special, I believe, is in the collected edition of the Queen of the Amazons, the hardcover that just came out. So you can find all that stuff there together. Uh, so definitely check it out. Uh, Patula, we've come to the end of another episode. Can you tell the good folks where they can find you? at initiative.com on Twitter or Hive at Obesakantawit, O-B-E-S-A-C-A-N-T-A-V-I-T. And here with you. Of course, you can find everything I do over at geekhardshow.com where you can find this show plus tons of other great stuff. Uh, You can follow me on Twitter at geekhard. Follow me on Instagram at andrew underscore of underscore geek underscore hard. 
And of course, you can follow this show on Facebook at Back Issue Bloodbath, where we post the new episode every week. But of course, the easiest way to make sure you don't miss an episode is to subscribe to us on your podcasting platform of choice. And while you're there, why not leave a nice review, maybe give us some stars and whatnot. And then when you're done that, go out, have a nice meal, relax, maybe read a couple of comic books. And the next time you see your good friend who's also a fan of comic books, if you have one who's like just as into comic books as you are, tell them about Back Issue Bloodbath. And if they already know about Back Issue Bloodbath, tell them what your favorite episode is and find out what theirs is. There we go. Because we're all about community and people talking. This has been Back Issue Bloodbath. I've been Andrew Young. I've been Patel Neal. Have yourself a good...